Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show. And we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Yesterday, we produced the show um, surrounding a post that uh, Shannon Sharp posted on his Instagram. Now, what happened? As you guys know, the Lakers, I think, advanced to the finals of the play-in tournament. LeBron had a stellar game. I think he scored 35-8 and eight or something like that, right? 100% from the free throw line, 100% from the three-point line. And he had a very good game, and it was a good game uh, for LeBron James, right? So... Some of us thought that that would be it. So what happens? Shannon Sharp then takes to his Instagram and he puts up a post and his post said uh, on his Instagram, it goes, congrats to Goat James and the Lakers on advancing to the first ever uh, NBA in-season tournament championship. And in a thumbnail, you see Shannon Sharp, and we're showing it to you, Shannon Sharp shooting, I mean, LeBron James shooting the ball with Shannon Sharp's face, and the, the ball is the face of Michael Jordan, Jordan, excuse me, uh, with the crying emoji, right? So some people thought, ha, 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 that's so funny, ha, 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 whatever, right? So I then go into the, to the post to look at the comments, right? And of course, when you have a blue check next to your name, it's going to show up on Instagram. So I see Stack Five, who's Steven Jackson, and he writes, "Say MJ the goat without saying he the goat." So that's what uh, Steven Jackson had to say in response, uh, basically to Shannon Sharp putting up that post, right? So we produce an entire uh, show around it. Yesterday, I gave my thoughts, and I was getting pretty annoyed towards the end of the show because I was thinking of just how ridiculous this. This entire uh, conversation is about, you know, LeBron winning, potentially winning this NBA um, tournament cup, whatever this NBA cup. And some people then using that as something to say, ah, you see, here's one more thing in the go case. And I'm like, what? Like, you're going to hold something against Jordan that Jordan couldn't even do. Michael Jordan stopped playing basketball in the year, I believe, 2003, 2002, 2003. You're talking about 20 years ago. Michael Jordan right now is 60 years old. Right, he's over twenty years older than LeBron, so I'm trying to figure it out. So Jordan's supposed to still be playing today to be able to. I'm like, I'm still trying to figure it out, right? So I got pretty annoyed, and then what happened? I decided to go back to the post to see what some of the people were saying in response to what Stephen Jackson said, and then I started seeing some of these LeBron fans really going at Stephen Jackson, and that's really what I want to get into today. But before we even get into that, this video is brought to you by our sponsor, SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app with over 28 million downloads. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeeks, including concerts, sports, festivals, and more. And with the NFL and NBA season in full swing, SeatGeek has your tickets to every game. Now, here's the best part and the reason I absolutely love SeatGeek. 
they put all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure you are getting a good deal. Each ticket is rated on a scale of one to 10. So look for the green dots. Green means good, red means bad. Every ticket is backed by the buyer's guarantee and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event. And we have great news for you because we got you guys a really, really good deal. Use code DREAMERSPRO for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code DREAMERSPRO. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. And remember, when you try SeatGeek by using the link in the description below, just know that you're helping this channel. So I want to get into some of the comments that some of these people left. So uh, some people started replying. One person said, got to let it go, Stack. That argument is cooked. Um, another person says, what makes him the GOAT? Um, another person says, stop hating on Braun, man. Another person said, you sure you don't have something personal against LeBron, right? Uh, shaking his head and crying. Another person says, um, Jordan has multiple sweeps too. Another person says, you're so pressed. Another person laughs at him. Um, another person said, just expected, I know you're a little bitter because Braun gave you that work, but you got But you chilling now. Be a fan and enjoy the greatness at, uh, at his best. He's on the verge of beating Father Time, and you talking about uh, a has-been. <laughs> um, you know, and other people... Um, and other people and other people started going uh, going ahead and there's a lot of comments his his particular comment generated 1328 likes and 196 uh replies a lot of people um you know a lot of people a, a lot of people um you know got it <laughs> got at him uh because of that so here are my thoughts on this did you hear some of these points that these guys were making. Did you hear what they were saying? Steven Jackson. It's unreal. Here you have a post. Of Shannon Sharp putting a, you know, putting a LeBron James image. <clears throat> cropping his face on top. And shooting a ball with Michael Jordan's face on it. To these guys, they don't view that as hate. They view that as comedy or as they say facts. Then Steven Jackson then responds to that post and he writes what he says. And in these guys mind, they're hating. He's hating. This is a, this is like, this is the mind of a prototypical LeBron James fan. This is the mind of a prototypical I was recently, um, I came across a clip that I posted on my Instagram. For those of you not following me on Instagram, my handle is C-T-A-B-A-N-Z. And in this clip, it's a clip from Nightcap, <clears throat> Shannon Sharp's show. And in the clip, he's hollering about LeBron deserves to get his respect. Like, the, uh, we need to pay respect to LeBron. We need to pay, like, pay homage to him. Like, people need to give him his respect. And I'm like... We are in year 21. What exactly are you talking about when you say they need to give him his respect? I'm I'm trying to figure this out. Who are the people that are not giving him respect? You're talking about other you're talking about NBA fans that don't view him as view him the way you view him. So wait, all NBA fans have to view LeBron the way you view him? What are you talking about? 
They cover him 24-7. All of these news publications and sports uh, journalists twerk it up all over the place for him on a daily basis. And at the end of that, you're still asking people to give him respect. No, what you guys want is for everyone to bow down and kiss the ring. And it's not going to happen. This is the most insecure fan base in sports. And is led by their leader. The most insecure one of all of them. How you can be at this point with all of the success, with all of the money, with all of the acclaim, with all of the fame, with all the adulation, and to still be talking about you want your respect, and people are still hollering and crying about respect. I don't understand. What's the thing that you guys want? <clears throat> there can be no negative commentary. There could be no people out there saying Michael Jordan is better. There could be no people out there saying Kobe Bryant is better. We can have none of this conversation. If you have this conversation, it means you're not appreciating it. What are you talking about? What? I don't I, I don't understand this excessive need to force people to feel the way you got. I don't. It, I really cannot come to terms with it. This is like the bizarro universe. You take a shot. At, Shannon Sharp takes a shot at MJ. They don't see nothing wrong with that. In fact, in their mind, they didn't even, so that doesn't even register as hate. It's, the, it's unreal how these guys process information. They take a shot at LeBron, I mean at Jordan. Steven Jackson responds, and then these people come out talking about you hating on LeBron. What about the post that he made about Michael Jordan? Why are you even posting about Michael Jordan to begin with? You see, there would be nothing to discuss if there wasn't MJ. There would be nothing to discuss. If there was an MJ. Shannon Sharp is talking about he gets sick of the disrespect from Kwame Brown. He gets sick of the disrespect from this person, from that person, from this person, from that person. But what about the disrespect you giving to Jordan? Hello? To quote Rob Parker, is this on? What about the disrespect you give to Jordan? So to me, man, listen, um, this is a weird bunch. A very strange bunch, man. And for, you know, for the LeBron uh, content creators, y'all feel a type of way, go make a video about it. Ain't nobody going to watch it anyway. You can go live stream for the next seven hours. You can do a four-hour live stream. Put my name in the title. Nobody cares. Quite literally, nobody cares. So, y'all have at it, man. But this is some weirdos. Shout out to Dave East. Shout out to Dave East. You know what's funny? I thought about that song Dave East released. With Jada Kiss called Weirdos, and I thought about you dudes. You need to go listen to that song. He reminded me of you dudes. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Creating your own platform on YouTube, a podcast, whatever. Uh, it's a it's 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 an extremely daunting endeavor. It's a very challenging undertaking, uh, especially when you're not known. It's very 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 hard. Take it from personal experience. We've been we've been on YouTube now. I believe it's been what five years. Uh, we have what a hundred and seventy plus thousand subs, and we have what a thousand. Uh, what is it? What is it? A thousand. 700 plus videos right we put in a lot of work um creating your own platform in this space is very difficult number one because of the competition the volume of content that gets produced around sports in the nba is a lot right so you're competing with a lot of people creating the same content as you and you're also creating with 
scrub of competing uh, with bigger names. And what is happening is that people that were on television that are now coming into the independent space are beginning to see just how challenging that is. And that's really where we're going today with this particular conversation, because as you guys know, we recently did a story on Stephen A. Smith and we actually uh, yeah, we recently did a story of Stephen A. Smith discussing why on, on the outkick, uh, Clay Travis's outkick, discussing why he believes that he needs to be or he ought to be the highest paid uh, um, personality at ESPN. Right. So we know that. And he gave his reasons for, for that. So this morning I came across a show from uh, Jason Whitlock where he was discussing this very thing. Now, as you guys know, Stephen A. Smith and Jason Whitlock have had their back and forth, their public back and forth. Uh, so in this particular clip, uh, Jason Whitlock was reacting to Stephen A. Smith's comments. And as he was explaining himself, he was basically saying that, listen, uh, if Stephen A. Smith went the independent route without the push of ESPN, he thinks that he would struggle and he wouldn't be as big as he is today. So what we want to do is want to play exactly uh, what Jason Whitlock had to say about um, Stephen A. Smith's comments on the Clay Travis show. And then we're going to come back and give you guys our thoughts. Take a listen to what Jason Whitlock had to say here. We can say what we want about the cord cutting, the the loss of influence in terms of cable and satellite, how ESPN has declining ratings and how many homes are not in anymore. All of that is true. But what's also true is that is still an incredibly strong, iconic brand. There is a value to being on that platform. So if he's willing to take that risk, if he's not the A-Rod 2001 on the free agent market, best of luck to him. I, I don't think he's going to be forced to, to, to do that. I do think ESPN and him will come to a deal. But I, I'm going to give you another name that in the YouTube space, he won't be able to compete with Pat McAfee. Mm. He, he just won't. And, and, and that's not in any way me taking a shot at Stephen A. Smith because he's already done some good things in the YouTube space. Having Tom Brady on his YouTube show and Tom Brady saying some really provocative things says, hey, Stephen A. is going to be a force over here. But, but what you're arguing is, let's say Stephen A. wasn't on ESPN at all. Because again, th does he get Tom Brady on his YouTube channel if he's not still connected to ESPN? Maybe not. Because uh, I, I don't see the synergy there other than, uh, hey, you know, Stephen A's rich, Tom Brady's rich, and we're both in the sports world. But does Tom Brady really like and or care anything about Stephen A. Smith? No. I think Aaron Rodgers has a real affinity for Pat McAfee, and there's a bond there, and that's why Aaron Rodgers has been coming on Pat McAfee's show, plus the money they're paying him. Uh, but, but I'm not, because just take, and, and Stephen A is building out his business, and that's why he's doing an interview with Clay Travis. These two guys are, 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 are there's an inauthenticity to both of those guys, and that's why Stephen A is on Clay Travis's show trying to reach out uh, to conservatives, but th there's no common ground there other than they're both, they'll do anything for money and, and traction. Uh, so I, I, I find it interesting what he's saying. I think ESPN's going to pay him. I think he'll have success uh, over YouTube because he is a talented guy. But if he had to step out here and really compete off the steroids of ESPN, 
it's it's hard. It's hard. And 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 then it comes down to uh what are you willing and and he's already proven. He's willing to tell virtually any lie and promote any narrative uh cuz because over here in this YouTube world this is a weighted headwind situation depending on what truth you tell. And and uh you know, Stephen A is willing to play that game with YouTube, he won't, he'll support the vaccine. He'll support whatever he's supposed to support to get YouTube <clears throat> success. So he, he'll have some success, but all this beating his chest, I'm number one. He's going to come over here and find out McAfee and Shannon Sharp, you know, uh, pardon my take guys, uh, uh, Bill Simmons, Ryan Rossillo, there's a lot of guys with strong followings and, and Stephen A, his level of expertise on sports just is so weak that I'm not sure if he would, could topple a lot of these guys that already got a head start on him. So you heard what Jason Whitlock had to say. Here are my thoughts on this. And I, ha- and I have a few. First of all, from an, from, from an objective standpoint, he is speaking the gospel. He's saying the truth. Um, people don't realize how much of a push platforms like ESPN, FS1, and all of these platforms give you. They really, really do. Now, is it to say that you cannot be successful on YouTube and these platforms? No. But to discount the role that these major networks play in terms of giving you a push in the independent space, um, I think would be wrongheaded. The fact of the matter is this. It is not easy to comp- to to grow in the independent space because the mechanisms that are in place for you to grow are quite different than those on TV. Number one, you're dealing with an algorithm which behaves in a way that no one really understands. Number two, there are other things that go into the success of a channel that are different from that of a television show. On a television show, in the case of a Stephen A. Smith, yeah, you may be part of the production crew in terms of helping to pick topics, whatever, but essentially what happens is you show up, you perform. And there's so many other things that are taking place around you that make your show a success. The cameraman, the sound, the marketing around the show, the 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 what is it? The 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 lighting in the studio, the promotion of the show, the the the, the graphics under the thing, all of these different things that go into to making an excellent TV show. Well, on YouTube, you are now essentially responsible for all of those things and all of those roles that get played on television. You got to do them. And not only do you have to do those things, you have to do more. You also have to research your own topics. You also have to come up with, you know, you think Stephen A. Smith is the one coming up with those titles under the copy, under those videos, you got to be smoking some hot. He's not. You think Stephen A. Smith is the one doing those thumbnails? He's not. And if you discount just your titles and your thumbnails, you've already lost the game. Because if nobody clicks on your video, it doesn't matter how great your content is. If nobody watches it, then nobody's going to watch it. The other thing these guys have going in their favor is that they have the brand recognition because people have seen them on television. So they're going to the the likelihood of them trusting them 
is going to be much greater if they um if it was over someone that they didn't know. So you also have that. You have the brand recognition, and also also YouTube pushes legacy content creators. They push ESPN. They push, whether or not the content is good, they're going to push them anyway, and they're going to grow faster than others. Now, in some cases, it falls apart. If you look at a Skip Bayless, Skip Bayless has not been able to translate over to YouTube, but there have been people that have that are that have been successful. Uh, um. Uh, Pat McAfee, of course, Jason Whitlock to an extent, uh, he has, yes, um, uh, Clay Travis, uh, uh, you know, and so many others, JJ Reddick, and so many others have done well in the end. I'm not talking about podcasts like interview show. I'm just talking about guys that are talking about sports, like a sports uh, talk show, right? Um, and I agree with him. If Stephen A. Smith was a journalist that never worked on ESPN, but still had all of his skills as a writer and all of and then just open up a YouTube channel, you would discover that it's very, very hard because YouTube is very, very competitive. It is very, 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 very competitive. Very competitive, right? So I think he makes a point. If we, the Dreamers Pro Show, got licensed, think about this, to uh, ESPN, and we still were able to produce content on our channel, how much faster do you think we'll grow? Like, let's be for real. We would be at a million subs in less than a year. Quite literally, the way we produce content and the volume of content that we produce. Quite literally, we would be at a million subs by next year. And that's just the push of what TV gives you. So to discount that means, number one, you either don't understand what the hell is going on or you're just being disingenuous. And I think he makes a valid point, a real point. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Just a few years ago, the two biggest names in the NBA, new names, were John Morant and Zion Williamson. Two years ago, people were talking about does Zion Williamson, is he the most hyped player since LeBron James? Zion Williamson, the player from Duke, jumping out of his shoes, bursting his shoes, dunking all over the place, came in with all of this fanfare and all of this hype. But when he came into the NBA, there was a number one thing kind of plaguing him, which was his weight. A lot of professional athletes like Shannon Sharp and others questioned whether or not he was going to be able to play with that amount of weight with on his, that particular size and frame, given the nature of his game, which is to basically jump up and down off the floor and to be a very explosive basketball player. And early into Zion, uh, Zion Williamson, Zion Williamson uh, career, you saw flashes of greatness, but you also saw that his lack of condition and his weight was actually something that was working uh, against him. His first year in the NBA, he played 24 games. His second season, he played 61. The next year, he played 29 games. Right. And a lot of that has to do with his body. Right. And not being in the proper uh, condition. So what happened recently? Recently, uh, the Pelicans played against the Los Angeles Lakers in a playing uh, in the in-season playing tournament. And LeBron and these guys won that game decisively. And the Pelicans got blown off the floor by 35, 38 plus uh, points in that game. And a lot of people started pointing pointing fingers in the direction of Zion Williamson. One of those people was NBA legend Shaquille O'Neal. He says Zion doesn't run hard. Uh, he doesn't play with enough activity. Uh, as a matter of fact, Zion Williamson this season is only averaging 5.6 rebounds a game. Think about the level of explosiveness that he plays with for him to only be averaging 
uh, 5.6 rebounds. And there are various people out there beginning to ask the question about whether or not Zion Williamson is going to be an afterthought in the near future. So what happened? This morning I was doing some research and I came across an article uh, from FadeAwayWorld.net where, where it was basically discussing the fact that people within the Pelicans organization are, are, have been actually begging Zion Williamson. Just imagine begging Zion Williamson to get his weight and his diet under control. But before we even get into that, this video is brought to you by our sponsor, SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app with over 28 million downloads. There are more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeeks, including concerts, sports, festivals, and more. And with the NFL and NBA season in full swing, SeatGeek has your tickets to every game. Now here's the best part and the reason I absolutely love SeatGeek. They put all the tickets across the web in one place to make sure you are getting a good deal. Each ticket is rated on a scale of one to 10. So look for the green dots. Green means good, red means bad. Every ticket is backed by the buyer's guarantee and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event. And we have great news for you because we got you guys a really, really good deal. Use code DREAMERSPRO for $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code DREAMERSPRO. Make sure you click the link in the description to download the app. And remember, when you try SeatGeek by using the link in the description below, just know that you're helping this channel. So let me get into this article here and read what it has to say. It says, Zion Williamson is ignoring the Pelicans' request to improve his diet and conditioning. Continues on. Once hailed as a savior of the New Orleans Pelicans, the struggles of rising superstar Zion Williamson has raised a lot of questions about his potential in the NBA. At the top of the list of concerns is Zion's conditioning, which has always been a weak point for the former Duke swingsman. But despite a pleas by the organization to improve his diet and conditioning, there's no signs of change from Williamson, uh, who's caused much frustration within uh, the franchise. The Pelicans have repeatedly stressed to Williams that his diet and conditioning need to improve, wrote Pelican insider Christian Clark. Williamson, multiple team sources have told the Times uh, doesn't listen. This has been a career-long uh, struggle for Zion Williamson. Even back before the draft, there were concerns about his weight, and those concerns have only intensified in the NBA with Zion's impressive uh, injury history. At six foot six and over 280 pounds, it's unprecedented uh, the kind of weight Williamson is carrying around, and it's no wonder why his body is struggling to stay healthy amid his play uh, for the Pelicans. So you heard what the article had to say. Now, there are a few things I don't understand. And I'm going to quickly list them out um, for you here. Because on a fundamental level, I can't understand this. Zion Williamson signed a five-year, $197 million, $230 contract. Okay? His average annual salary is $39.4 million dollars to play basketball this is not including his shoe deal with jordan brand what i cannot come to terms with is how is it possible for somebody to be to be paid over 35 million dollars per annum to play basketball and you cannot be ready f for basketball i frankly cannot come to terms with this I, it's almost I, 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 it's it's almost unfathomable. How is this possible? Even J.J. Redick, 
who's one of the biggest apologists for NBA players. Even he came out yesterday and said Zion Williamson is not taking his NBA. He is not bought into his NBA career, to paraphrase. How is this even possible? I, I can't even put it into words. To me, it's just a blatant lack of professionalism and seriousness. For you to be earning that amount of money and not be able to do the basic things to, to ensure that you're going to be a good basketball player, I can't even put it into, I, I can't understand it, if I'm being honest with you guys. I can't understand it. I don't even know what goes I, over food. Now, I have my weight issues, but I'm not playing for playing in the NBA. I'm gonna, I need to get my weight under control for me, not because somebody's paying me $25 million a year to be in tip-top shape. I'm not an athlete. I'm not paid to play a sport. Zion is. And I know it can be difficult to lose weight. Trust me, it can. But in this particular instant, I mean, for me to lose weight, I, I need to be in a certain environment. I need to be have certain foods. I need to be able to be active and all of those different things. And I'm going to get to that, um, you know, once I get to the right place. But in the case of Zion, you have everything at your disposal. You can train in an NBA facility. You have access to some of the best nutritionists in this in in in, your, in, in that state, probably, or in a country. If you want to put your money, you know, put your money towards that. I mean, I to me, I don't understand it. And then if you factor on factor in all of the off the court distractions that I'm not going to get into with that madness surrounding Zion Williamson that we covered earlier, it really shows a lack of seriousness. And to me, it's very disheartening. It's disheartening because there are millions of other kids out there that would love to be in Zion. There are millions of other kids that would die to be in a position of Zion earning thirty five million dollars a year to play basketball. Like, are you freaking kidding to play basketball? It's not like as if you're building rocket ships or you're or, or, or construction developer or you're building, uh, I don't know, railroads or whatever the hell it is. It's you're playing basketball, for God's sakes. To me, it's it's unbelievable. I have no words for it. Uh, I, I don't even know what to say. And remember, Zion, they put in all of those different um, mechanisms within his contract that if his weight is not a certain thing, certain things don't kick in. Zion is the only one, as far as I know, that has this in his contract in the NBA. It's it's unreal. Over food? Over food? Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.